You're listening to the Longer Haul Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Episode number 66. Welcome to the Longer Haul Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now, your hosts, Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening wherever you are and wherever this finds you. Thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time checking out the show, welcome. We are excited you are here. And if it's not and you just keep listening, well, we're especially glad that you keep coming back. If you enjoy the show, we'd love for you to subscribe to the show so you can get it each and every time a new episode comes out. That'd be I'm a subscriber. I subscribe not just to our show, but to other shows as well. Yeah, I do. I even listen to them. Yeah. I don't just subscribe. I'm a podcast listener, man. (laughs) Well, hey, we are the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast. He is Jody Livingston. And he is Chris Trent. And you can find us all over the place in social media wise at Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. It's J-O-D-Y. Everybody misspells it, man. And uh, all the links, resources from today's episode and interview, you can find on the show notes page over at thelongerhall.com slash episode 066. That's thelongerhall.com slash episode 066. This is a good one. I wasn't here for this today. No, yeah. So if you're one of our new folks, man, welcome. And, uh, you know, Jody and I, uh, we're totally a couple of youth pastors and our summers, and we don't serve together. We serve at two different churches in the, in the Atlanta area, but our summers are like every other youth pastors summer and they're nuts. And so <laughs> yeah, try, yeah. <laughs> trying to find time to record this podcast this summer has, uh, has been a challenge for us. And you, uh, you were off at camp all yeah. last week, but you weren't at your camp. You were speaking at a camp. Now, where yeah. was the camp? Uh, it's up in Western North Carolina. So I was up at Teen Valley Ranch up in Plum Tree, North Carolina, which is Plum Tree. There, I didn't even know that was a place. Well, you can. <laughs> so fun fact, this is true. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, the camp director told me that they had one of the staff go out to the city limit, the edge of the city limits, drive the speed limit through town, which is 35, and and time it from one side to the other. And it was, I think, 16 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it's a beautiful camp. Great camp tucked right in the mountains there, um, kind of near the Boone area, Spruce Pine, Newland area of North Carolina. Great folks. Good week. That's good, man. I'm glad it was. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. I love speaking at camps like that, man. I know you do. You do as well. It's it's neat to be a youth pastor and do youth camp with your own kids and do things with your own kid. But every once in a while, it's super refreshing. Oh yeah, to speak to another group of kids. It's always that's always super energizing to me, and serves as a reminder for me often how much I actually love doing it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's helpful. I feel like, and I don't know, not that not that you have to be this, but uh, I think because I'm a student pastor, 
you know, when I'm speaking, whether it's a D now or whether it's a camp, whether it's a training, like I just feel like I'm more mindful of really wanting to come alongside those youth pastors and leaders. And yeah, man, it's good. It's good. We had a great time. Took the whole family with us. So uh, everybody was tagging along. Yeah. Good to be back. Well, I wasn't going to let things stop while you were gone. I decided to keep on going anyway. I appreciate that. I sit down. Uh, We've got a really, we'll talk about it here in a few minutes, but uh, we decided to go ahead and record podcast. Of course you knew that. Um, But, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, man, it was, uh, it was good. And I'm, I'm gearing up to go out of town as well for a little bit. And I've got camp coming up here in a couple of weeks. So, and you've got a trip coming up to. Yeah, we've got, so both of our mission teams leave. We've got a middle school team up to DC and then our high school yeah. up to Quebec. So that's, great, that's like a couple weeks. Good times. Good times. Well, so we got big we, news. Uh, yeah. We got big news. Huge news. Would you consider this big news? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal. We're, it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it for sure. We have a new sponsor. We do. We have a brand spanking new sponsor. Man, and we and, love these folks. And this is what's now, so not just because they sponsor. We just love these folks. We, we we love them anyway. And and the truth is, is we already use uh, this organization. Both you and I both do already. So yeah. um, so YM three sixty Youth Ministry three sixty has now come alongside us and they're going to be sponsoring us for a little bit. And I, I can't, I can't be more, I couldn't be more excited. Um, cause full disclosure, a couple things here. It really, it does cost Jody and I a little bit to put the podcast on. And so when we get a sponsor like this, uh, we're definitely not making money, but it helps us to <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Uh, but it does help us to, to, to keep the, the doors open, you know, in terms of just the, you know, the, the, paying for all the different things, the mailing list and the, uh, the, the hosting sites for the podcast and all those different things. And so, uh, anytime we have a sponsor, man, it's super helpful to us. And especially we really get excited when it's someone that we actually really, which we've never had, this this is like second sponsor that we've had, (laughs) but, uh, but I super believe in these people. And so youth ministry 360 and a little bit more full, more full disclosure. This is who, I did my book with a couple years back. Um, yeah. But Jody, you know Which, this about the story when I, when I decided that I wanted to do that, um, I called them first. Yeah. And I uh, called Andy Blanks, who is one of the co-founders there and uh, pitched the idea to him. And uh, pretty soon after that, got a yes from them and never really looked anywhere else at all. Uh, because I just believe in these guys so much. So if you're not familiar with Youth Ministry 360, why I'm 360, here's what's going on. They, they do, do it all. They everything. do everything. Like for real, if you, I mean, they really have great resources. It's almost like they're 360. Almost. <laughs> it's almost like they're 360. Almost. They're but everywhere. They do, Bible, they do Bible study curriculum. So if you're sitting yeah. there and you are in a place where you're like, man, we need to freshen things up. Here we are in the middle of the summer and you might be looking to the fall and you're thinking about, Hey, what should we be using? Highly recommend you taking a look at why I'm 360. And well, the curriculum's it. great because it's, oh, I incredible. mean, gospel centered, biblically based, man, it's really easy wow. to use. 
and it, it, and the videos support for every everyone as far as the trainings that come along with all of them as well uh, that will help your teachers and help you prepare as well. Phenomenal, um, and it, it's super. They've got student devotionals, so if you're in a situation where you're like, "Hey, man, I need to get a devotional for my kid," the devotionals are incredible. Andy writes a lot of those. He's phenomenal. Um, Disciple Now, you're looking for a theme for Disciple Now. Guess what? They got it. Um, youth Leader Development. I know a guy who's writing a book that is going to fall under that category. <laughs> I might know um, him too. You might know him too. Um, and then uh, this is one of the things I got most excited about. This has been going on. This is their third year to be doing this. Um, but kid you not, as soon as they announced that they were going to do this, I switched and I've been, this will be our third year. But Generate Camp is with YM360 as well. So now they offer a camp resource as well where you can spend summer camp. Now, surely by now you've already got this summer planned out. But if you're thinking about a change, um, man, Generate, uh, it's it's incredible. Yeah, and they've, so, and they've, they've already opened. Uh, I'm already registered for next summer. Yeah, for next summer. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally registered for next summer. And, they, and they've got tons of options. Uh, you know, options out there, you know, also. Well, and we had, so we had Roger on to talk about yeah, camp, not totally. just generate, but camp back in episode 55. So you can go here and check out phenomenal. that as well. And it's a phenomenal, and you can get to hear Roger's heart on this. Yeah. So originally Andy Blanks and, uh, and, and Les Bradford, they started YM360. They started building a team around themselves. Uh, Roger Davis came on, Jay Roger Davis came on recently, uh, a couple years back to do the camp thing and they are just nailing it. And it's, I trust these guys. I trust them with my students. Uh, I trust them with the creative thing that I'm doing as far as writing goes. Um, good stuff, man. And, uh, yeah, and because they love us, Hey, they're, they are offering, this is, this is kind of cool. Uh, if you go to ym360.com, uh, there's a promo code longer haul. So if you just type in longer haul, that's good for 20% off your next order. Yeah. Um, there, there might be a couple exclusions. That's like the you know fine print for anything these days. But, um, but twenty percent off your next order. So the lo- just longer haul. Yeah. Uh, so go buy one of everything. Yeah. And uh, we'll put a link for uh, for those guys in the show notes. Man, we do encourage you to go take a look at that. I know they've got a couple new Bible study curriculums that just came out, like fifty two week oh, Bible good. study stuff. They got dude. Um, they've got this is no joke. They've got a mission. Uh, trip prep book. Um, I don't know if you've even seen this thing, Jody. It is so good. We used it last year um, for our students. It's a before uh, and after type Devo prep thing for a mission trip. That's phenomenal. I mean, this thing is incredible. And so yeah, I've not seen anyway, it yet. Great stuff. Good stuff. Well, we'll sure. link to that. I'll link to that book specifically in the show notes. Yeah. So folks can check that out. Yeah, so head over to YM360.com. Check them out. All they have going on there. Be sure to use the promo code LONGERHAUL and grab your 20% off for all that. We are super excited to have those guys uh, sponsoring the show. So, so Thank you all. Believe Thank in you, them. Man. Trust them. So, so much. But today's topic, huge yeah. topic. Man, uh, so if there's a shout out to give, it would be to the folks on our Facebook group that – threw down just a whole bunch of questions for this topic when I mentioned it on the Facebook group, but um, special needs ministry and youth ministry. I happen to serve uh, 
at Johnson Ferry, and we talk about the story, so I won't give you much here in the in the interview. But I served with a with a lady at Johnson Ferry, who uh, just a few years back started our special needs ministry, and she has become quite the guru, uh, quite the expert in this. And this interview, Jody, I, I know you've not had a chance to listen to it because you still have to edit it and everything. But um, man, it turned out tremendous. Um, it's a challenging, it's convicting. Uh, but it is helpful because I think almost, if not every youth ministry has to deal with the issue of what do you do with a teenager who has special needs? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, so we jump in here, man, with her and uh, Lynn Wilkerson. She's phenomenal. And uh, I, I'll, I'll, I interview, I'm not interview, but I introduce her and everything during the, uh, during the podcast. So uh, the interview, so it's good. But uh, yeah, man. So enjoy, man. I hope y'all like it. And Jody, I hope yeah. you dig it as well. It's good stuff. Absolutely. So here is today's interview. Chris interviewing Miss Lynn Wilkerson. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. So, hey, Lynn, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you've taken the time to uh, hang out with me for today. Jody is off on vacation this week, and so I uh, took some time just to hang out with you here for a few minutes and talk about special needs ministry. So, Lynn, take a second. Hey, can you tell everybody who you are and where you're currently serving? Awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here and doing this with you today, Chris. Um, so I'm Lynn Wilkerson and I'm the special needs minister at Johnson Ferry Baptist Church, uh, on staff here where Chris is on staff and, um, uh, been doing this for almost three years now. That's awesome. So, so full disclosure, Lynn and I do serve on staff together and even a little more backstory there. Uh, I've been here for 14 years, but around 14 and a half, 15 years ago when I, <laughs> <laughs> when I got the phone call, uh, to come here to Johnson Ferry, uh, Bobby Gatlin called me and said, Hey man, you know, our, our middle school pastor, she's pregnant <laughs> and, uh, she's not going to be a middle school pastor anymore. Is this a job you might be interested in having? And sure enough, that was you. That was me. Yeah. So yeah. you were the, uh, you were the middle school pastor here at Johnson Ferry prior, uh, to me, uh, serving here. And so, and what's been really cool is, uh, the girl, the little little girl that you were pregnant with then, and my daughter, are great buddies. Yep, they hang out now all the yep. time. So big time uh, buddies. Yeah, big time buddies. Yeah. So yeah, I think we we are setting the standard. Yeah, <laughs> people <laughs> yeah, should do that. People should be friends. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, friends. Are good. <laughs> um, so, Lynn, we're going to be talking about special needs today. Yeah, um, and I I think that a lot of folks are going in youth ministry specifically. Uh, how to deal with some of that. But uh, let's get a little bit of your backstory, though, as far as kind of what qualifies you for this and the unique situation that's kind of happened in your life to kind of help prepare you for this moment. And that brought you back to the church as a full-time minister here on staff uh, doing what you do here at Johnson Ferry. Yeah. All right. So um, I loved being in ministry and um it was very sad that I was going to step away from that. I was very excited about uh, being married and going to have children because that was a dream of mine. Um, but 
I was very sad about stepping away from full-time ministry. Um, but as life went on, um, I have two children and the first one, Emily is my daughter who's big buds with Chris's daughter. And then our son came along two and a half years later and, um, we realized pretty quickly that things were not as they should be. He was not a typical baby, and um, but I, we were clueless. And um, so realized that there were some things going on, and I was not familiar with the special needs world. I didn't know the lingo. Um, they were saying sensory issues, and I didn't know what that meant. But uh, as time has progressed, um, they were wanting to get someone full-time because the children that were in the special needs ministry here at Johnson Ferry was under the children's ministry. But they were now growing up and becoming teenagers, and um, they just wanted to get someone else on board that could focus on the special needs. and. Uh, that wasn't even on my radar. I didn't even think that that would be possible. But um, the Lord, and you probably works. didn't feel fully equipped for it either. Uh, I guess. True. Yes. <laughs> that, man, no. And I, at times now, I don't. I don't feel fully equipped. Sometimes I look in the mirror and go, "What am I doing?" Yeah. But um, so. Uh, they asked me if I'd be interested, and I was very hesitant in the beginning. But as I prayed about it more, I felt really good about it because, like I said, I loved ministry. And just the thought of having a second chance in ministry, I was super excited about that. And special needs ministry, I think, is an uh, area where we really need to focus on that in the Christian world, not just in churches, but everywhere, because there is such a need um, for it. So however I can help out, I'm, I am game for that. So. Yeah, no doubt. Um, So a major part of, so what we're saying, I mean, major part of what brought you back into this is Isaac. The fact yeah. that Isaac has struggled, you know, has struggled with yeah. this, and so you've had to learn that on your own. But I guess that also helped establish for you some compassion towards other parents that are dealing with some of the same type of things y'all are dealing with. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. When I was in youth ministry, um, I, you, you know, served in youth ministry for a while too, like Glenn. As far as like, I mean, you you'd already been in youth ministry for. 15 years or so. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Went into, came here right out of seminary. And, um, so I'd been doing youth ministry and, you know, uh, as I look back on that, I really regret that I overlooked kids that Mm. struggle with different issues. Mm. You know, autism is something that's kind of, um, come out and has taken us all by surprise. But, you know, there's always been kids that were hyper ADD, um, you know, having some kind of issue. And I just 
focused more on the kids that were listening to me, that were paying attention to what I was talking about. And I have to say, I really regret that because Mm. the kids, the students um, that need us the most are the ones that are irritating and have a lot going on in their life. Um, They're interrupting their you know, misbehaving a lot of times for a reason. And I just was clueless about that. And now I realize that some of that might have been because they had some kind of special need issue going on in their life. And I just totally blew it off. And I, that's one thing that if I had to go back and do again, I would focus on the kids that were always hanging around and always wanted to be up in my business. And, you know, <laughs> like there's always kids that That's are right. always yeah. at everything. Yeah, sure. And they, they're doing that for a reason. And yeah. so I, yeah, that's one thing I would have focused on. So now I realize there are, there are students um, in youth groups that, there's some issues going on and we're, we need to, you know, if there's something happening, we need to address it and see what's going on. See if there's something there. Yeah. So let's talk about, so, so I want to, I want to address the big elephant in the room. Okay. Did you realize there was an elephant in the room? Um, well, there's lots in this room, but I know <laughs> the elephant. What's funny is we're, we're actually sta- we're, we're here up at the student ministry offices. She's up in one of one of our offices, and I'm in the other. But uh, moments ago, before she sat down, they they put in about a hundred uh, orange uh, life vests. I for was a, like, for, should, for they should I be nervous? Uh, <laughs> they're going to be on the water main break. Yeah. Anyway, so okay, so here's the here's elephant. what I'm calling the big elephant in the room. Okay. You and I, yeah, and, and, and our listeners can put two and two together. You know, we're, we're sitting here and I'm the middle school pastor, which means I'm at a church that's big enough to have a middle school pastor. And we're also at a church that can afford to pay a special needs pastor yep. as well. So to me, the big elephant in this room is, okay, well, hey, here they are sitting there talking about this stuff, but I'm in a church where we can barely afford anybody. And most churches, realistically, most churches do not have a special needs minister on staff. Yeah. Right. And so I think a lot of our listeners are probably going to fall into that category. So my goal today, and the reason I, you know, spoke with Jody early on when I first joined the podcast was like, man, I got to get Lynn on here at some point is to say, well, what can we, how can we contribute to the conversation a little bit in in regards to special needs ministry? And what are some things that even if you are in a setting where you don't have that full-time person that is focusing just on that. You know, what, what are some things that we could do? So with that yep. in mind, um, what would you say to the youth pastor who is feeling overwhelmed at the thought of trying to do special needs ministry on top of everything else they have going? Um, what would be the best place to start in your mind? So think about that youth pastor in rural wherever, and he's got, or she's got, you know, 15 kids or 40 kids um, and maybe, maybe, maybe a larger and they've got that one kid, you know, or that two kids that are coming up through their ministry. 
and all of a sudden now they're they're having to address this issue. Yeah. So what would you well, what are some things that come to your mind for that that person in that setting? Well, first of all, I you know, there's someone listening to this and they're like I, we don't have that issue, so maybe I should stop listening now and catch the next podcast on something that I am more interested in. And I say to you, um you're going to have this issue or you already have it and you were like me and you're being stupid. And (laughs) (laughs) if I could just be honest and you're not, you're not paying attention to what's going on in your youth group. So, um, so youth minister, you're going to, you, you know, you already wear a lot of hats and you're just going to have to wear one more but I beg of you not to try to do this on your own. Even if you, you know, are not seeing this need, just trying to do ministry, period. Please don't be a Pied Piper. Um, you, you are not the Savior. And I encourage you greatly to share the ministry and get other people involved. So that means you need to depend on some really good volunteers and they're not going to line up at your door. And, you know, you could put out a, Hey, we're looking for volunteers. And and if you think that they're going to stand in line to come and help you, you're crazy that people just don't do that. And it takes time, right, Lynn? Yeah. You you got to look around your church and you got to, you got to pay attention to the yeah. people that are in your church and what kind of person are you looking for, you know, and look around, get to know people and, and the Lord will help you to, you know, come across the, the people that you need to get involved in your ministry. And you're for people that um, you're wanting to work and pay attention to special needs. I mean, it's um, any age can work with special needs. Um, special needs kids do not care how old the volunteer is. They, 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 that's not something that they really is a big deal to them. Mm-hmm. So um, you're looking for people who are compassionate, who are uh, laid back, who when interruptions happen, happen, they don't take it personally. They just realize that this person's attention span is gone and we need to try to do something else um, to try to help them to stay engaged. Uh, so you're just kind of looking around for, you know, people that, you know, have a lot of compassion in their heart and yeah. want to help you out. So I hear so, you saying, so I hear you saying really the best place to start is you you have to realize that you can't do it on your own. Exactly. That you do need to be the champion of this. Yeah. But you do have to make sure you surround yourself with some people who have the same heart for this as you do. And that can help out um, with this. And Lynn, I, you look, you and I are friends and, uh, you know, outside of, out of church world. I mean, and I'm around you enough to know, and I don't I may, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like in some ways, I mean, you're three years into this, but in some ways I feel like you think, you feel kind of like you're just getting started, like in terms of like our program has grown a ton in the last three years, but I feel like you still are not where you want to be yet. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I mean, that's what, and I say that to only say it it takes, again, a reminder, this takes time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's not an overnight, we're going to solve this. 
but you do have to be making steps forward. But the impact is undeniable. Tell me for a second um, the impact that you've seen uh, here at Johnson Ferry when it comes to how parents have been impacted. Uh, because I've heard just some stories of, of folks that really were basically kind of unchurched for the most part. And all of a sudden, once we provide this ministry, it's like a whole new option for them. Mm-hmm. Well, statistics tell us that 80% of families that are dealing with special needs do not go to church anywhere. So Say it again. Say it again. That's huge. 80%. If you know, like if you're in a room and they all have some type of special needs going on in their family, 80% of them do not go to church anywhere. And that could be for many reasons. But the biggest reason is because churches are not providing a program for them to come and be a part of. And being as a church, us being scared of that, um, we should just, we, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is we just should, we should be ashamed of that. Uh, we should not, I mean, we're putting God in a box by, by saying, you know, I'm scared to try to start some kind of special needs thing because one, that's just, you know, Satan's just trying to discourage us from doing it. And so many times people get um, wigged out about special needs and you think you've got to have some kind of hospital environment to take care of these kids. And it's really not like that at all. Um, When, you know, but so that you realize that I'm not standing here shaking my finger at everybody when I started this, I mean, I, I have a special needs son. I live with this day in and day out. But to be in charge of a program, um, you know, I wanted to throw up every Sunday <laughs> when I came to work. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what if I don't have enough people to help me today and I'm going to have to do this by myself? Uh, you know, I was I was freaking out. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, calm down. Jeez. And um So I just had to take a big, deep breath. And um, my first weekend of starting this job was a a D-NAIL that they were doing for the special needs um, group for the very first time. There's a couple that has been been championing this thing uh, until somebody came along. And I was sitting at their house and we were about to begin D now and I'm looking around and I'm thinking, what have I done? What did I sign up for? I, I have really lost my mind. I was so scared and nervous and I was talking to people like they were the, we call them buddies that are the helpers with the students that have special needs. And I'm talking to this one girl thinking she's one of the buddies and she's a participant. And so, you know, I'm like, I can't even tell who has a special need here and who doesn't. I mean, what, you know, this, I'm just not, I'm just horrible. I'm just, this is not going to be good. And I really, I, my, I, I was nervous and couldn't sleep for months after taking this job because I was just so consumed with what am I going to do if, and I just could list off so many things. And I finally just was like, okay, if I'm going to do this job, 
I've just got to have enough faith that the Lord's going to give me what I need um, to do this and stop worrying about it. And I just, I, I just had to step out. It's kind of like that ledge deal um, where you can't see what you're stepping out to, but you just got to believe the Lord's going to provide a bridge to, to go out there and have enough faith. And that when I did that, I, I was so, it really changed my life and changed the way I saw my own personal life uh, and the ministry that I was going into because this ministry is so different from doing student ministry and especially middle school ministry. And um, I just, I just had to, you know, look around and depend on the Lord because it, I couldn't depend on what I knew. I call it the bag of tricks. I feel like so many youth ministers have, we keep yeah. digging into our yeah. bag of tricks that we've had for so many years. And my games that I, you know, were go to, they weren't working. Um, just the environment that the, these students wanted to be in wasn't working. I had to start all over again and just depend on the Lord and go, what do I need to do to do this ministry correctly? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. So here, here's what's kind of rattling around my brain. You know, I'm thinking, man, so so as a program, you know, all, all, all the youth pastors that are listening are definitely not called to start an entire necessarily an entire program, although maybe right, God's right. going to use this to, to stir that up in somebody's heart. For some of the youth pastors listening, they're just going, "Man, I've got this one kid, or yeah. I got these two kids coming up." And I, I, and, and 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 as I hear you saying all of that, I can relate to everything you're saying. The idea, because some of it is like I'm just scared to death. I don't know what to say, what not to say. Right. I don't know. I don't understand autism, or I don't understand, you know, the different types, and I'm afraid I'm going to say something dumb. Yeah, you know, to a parent, you know, or, or something like that, you know. So, with that said, l- l- listen. If I'm a youth pastor here, and I'm I'm sitting here, and I'm about to have a conversation, you know, with, uh, you know, a parent. Um, what what are so thinking of some of the folks that are listening, and me as well, to be honest with you. Um, if I'm going to have a conversation with a parent who is wanting to involve their special needs kid in my ministry, uh-huh. so not so much a separate program. But thinking of a youth ministry where now I've been approached, can Johnny, can Susie come and be a part of your Wednesday night program or yep. your Sunday morning program? Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to have to have a conversation. It, that that's, that scares me a little bit as a youth pastor because I'm like, man, what if I say something ridiculous? Or what, what if I'm offensive? What if I say something offensive to them, right? So what are some do's and don'ts in that conversation? What can I say and it be okay that I ask? Um, do I need to do I need to stop treating it so carefully? Do I need to just call it like it is, or do I need to? Are, are there certain buzzwords that come to mind? Maybe whenever I say that. Yeah. Well, um, I see two different types of parents that a youth minister is going to deal with. One that acknowledges that their son or daughter has a special need, and then the other is. They are going to ignore it, be in total denial, or they're not going to tell 
the youth minister, they're not going to acknowledge it because they're so afraid that we're going to say they can't come to church if we tell them that if they tell us that they have a special needs. Okay. And and that has happened. People have been rejected. So let's go with the parent comes to you, like you were saying, and says, hey, listen, our son or daughter has special needs. One, um, them coming to you is huge for them to want to come to church. And if you ignore them or don't meet with them, then you are doing a a huge disjustice for your church and for Christ. So it has been placed in your lap and now you got to do something with it. And so embrace it is what I say. Don't be afraid of saying something that's wrong. Um, I I would suggest, and I could give a couple of little lingos of how to say things so that um, you have a little bit of knowledge. And I would definitely try to find some books on it, and I'll give those suggestions of what you could do. But, you know, special needs um, is so broad. It's not like you can go and read up on you know, let's say autism. So you you become the guru of knowing all about autism. And then this parent's coming to talk to you and their child has Down syndrome. So Mm, (laughs) you're totally, you know, you gotta, so you start with what you got. So this parent came to you, told you what the special need was. And I would just, I think parents would be so appreciative if you would just listen to them and, and hear them out and hear, you know, I'd ask them, what kind, what do you think um, your son or daughter needs to be successful in this youth ministry? Um, what are some things that might hinder them from being a part of the student ministry here? Uh, and just kind of hear them out, see what they say. And then go with whatever they're talking about. If they're ADD, then you know that um, their attention span's not going to be very long. And when they, you know, are disruptive and can't sit past 15 minutes, then you're not getting upset with them. You know their limitations. Um, If they... You know, and whatever special need they're talking about, autism is so incredibly broad. Um, If you've met one kid that's got autism, you've only met that one kid. It it, it could be totally different with another kid that's autistic. So you just have to get to know that one person um, and figure out what their needs are. And and am I right, though, we need to treat each person? Yes. Independently. Yeah. And I think I also hear you saying. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But I also hear you giving me permission to walk into that conversation and acknowledge that I am not the expert here. Yeah. That I, that, that, hey, listen, here's what you need to hear me say, Lynn. I don't really know a lot about this, but I love you and your family and I want to love your kid. And, Can you help me learn? Yeah. Can we, I don't know what we can and can't do because this is so new to me, but 
I want to start the conversation yeah. and see what the needs might be and see. They, they would be so grateful for that. Oh my gosh. They would be so grateful. And, but it's they a willingness have, to start the conversation though. Yeah. And just talk, don't be nervous. Don't be afraid you're going to say something that offends, yeah. you know, so flip the script them. for me though. So what yeah. about, what about the parent though, that wants to pretend like there's nothing there? Am I just kind of out of luck on that one? Good luck. Is that kind of, um, well, you know, the parent has got at some point it's got to come around and realize that they're they're only going to help their son or daughter if they acknowledge that there's some issues that they need to address. And unfortunately, I don't really think it's the youth minister's position to point them to that, especially if you're clueless about special needs stuff anyway. Oh sure, yeah, you got to be so, care- you got to be big time careful there. Oh yeah. So not to be giving, you know, clinical advice or, <laughs> you know, um, or diagnosing their kid uh, for real. So uh, we call them, um, special secret agents. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you got this kid coming to your group and, um, you don't have to say a whole lot about the behavior seeing as soon as you say something, everybody kind of grins that's on your team and they all know who you're talking about. Uh, I think every youth minister minister's got that kind of situation going on, whether, whether they have a special need or, or not. But so that you got a, a student coming and he, you know, you feel like there's, there's something going on there. Um, but one thing that I say to parents, it's just so that I can help them to kind of start realizing that different things are happening is I'll just say, um, Hey, listen, I am so glad that Jody, uh, came tonight, but I was noticing something about Jody and I've noticed this several times when, um, he's, he has been here that he, and then I just kind of describe the behavior. I don't say he's acting autistic or I don't say any of the words. I just, I describe the behavior. And then I say, have you noticed any of that kind of behavior at home? And they can either continue to be in total denial or they can kind of fess up. And sometimes that's kind of helped with people to acknowledge that that kind of behavior is going on. And, um, then I'll go, listen, um, I would love to help you with that. And, you know, I don't want this to become a problem or something at church. And so let's talk about it and see what we think would be the best, um, what we need to do in the situation. And sometimes they open up other times they totally lie to me or they just totally are clueless and don't know that's going on. So now I've presented that to them and I've placed that in their lap and they got to deal with that. But going back, we're in, we're in um, group time and he's got this behavior thing going on. And so that's where my volunteers play a huge role and, we kind of figure out what, you know, you might not know what kind of label to put on the behavior, but you know what the pe- behavior is. So a lot of times I just try to put someone that can be close enough to, hey, you know, listen, um, do you know how to whisper? Because every time you say something, you know, <laughs> it's kind I'm of sure. acknowledging, you know, so you you have somebody there as a 
secret buddy to that person that kind of helps them. And like if they get totally disruptive, then that buddy can say, hey, listen, let's go get let's go get a drink of water or something. Let's walk out a minute. I feel like you're not hanging with us. And and he's and, you know, I'll use you as the example. Chris is trying to wrap this thing up and we, we want everybody to be able to hear. Right? Come on, let, let's go out. So there you have somebody with them kind of being the secret buddy so that everybody's not getting frustrated in the situation. And you've kind of told the secret buddy, listen, the, the parents aren't really acknowledging this, but you know, I would love for you to try to be this person's buddy, but we're, we're not acknowledging that you're a buddy. We're not saying that kind of terminology. We're going to, we're going to deal with the issue though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to, cause it's driving everybody crazy, especially person up front. And then if you want everybody to listen, then, you know, you got to address the, the interruption that's going on during the group time or everybody's just going to pay attention to the bad behavior. And then they're going to think yeah. that no one's going to handle it. And and, and, I mean, and, and what I've seen is like in, in all of this is that whenever you do deal with it, yeah, and start making steps towards trying to help whatever situation it is. Um, with, with whatever kid and you start, you start becoming for that kid instead of, I'm just having to deal with that kid. Right. Right. So when a hard change thing happens there, here's what, here's, what's amazing. Um, adults, I've seen so many adults, volunteers that work with our students when we do have say in life groups on a Sunday morning, when we do have, you know, and, and I think we probably on any given Sunday have a few, at least a few, um, kids in the room that fall into the category that we're talking about here. But my adults are amazing with it because yeah. we've got, because we've addressed it. But here's the other part, Lynn students, teenagers are incredible for the most part. Now you're mm-hmm. always going to have that one example of that terrible kid. That's a real, you know, butt or whatever. And, and <laughs> you said, but I know, right. Two middle school pastors. We said, but, um, <laughs> right. So, um, but generally, most teenagers, if they know what's going on, they're phenomenal with kids. Right. Like I watch other, I, I mean, in the situations I've got on Sunday morning, I watch some of our other students and they're not, you know, we, we've got to be careful obviously, but they're not, they're not, bullying's not taking place. Picking on right. is not taking place. They embrace it and they love again, because we've addressed it though. Yeah. And not pretended like it wasn't there. Exactly. Once you, yep. once you address it and once you start dealing with it, man, all of a sudden it's like something, there's a shift that takes place and, and then, um, you can start moving forward on, you know, sort of what, what to do about it, which is, which is awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But not every kid, not every student is going to want to, you know, be that. No, you I know, agree. Yeah, 100%. and you, so when you, so there Nor are would they necessarily I mean, that, be good at it because it's a gifting thing, right? We need to right, acknowledge exactly. it's a gifting thing. Yeah. Every, every adult is not good at being a life group leader either. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and not every adult needs to deal with special needs stuff either. Everybody's got their own, you know, yeah. like our own life experiences a lot of time help us to, be able to relate to what's going on in other people's lives. And that's true for a life group um, sure. leader. Yep. And 
So even though a lot of my volunteers do not have any kind of special needs in their family, they're gifted with spiritual gifts of mercy. And, you know, they, they really want the special needs ministry to succeed. They want these kids, you know, with disabilities to be reached. And so they're, you know, reaching out, but there's just some that just won't. And I think addressing it and talking about, Hey, you know, um, because in, in the world we live in, um, you're going to have to address autism at some point. It's not going to go away. It's, it's, it's really ramping up. I mean, every time I read statistics on autism, the numbers are, you know, lowering and more and more people and children and students are being diagnosed autistic. And um, so to think that that's that you're not going to be around that or not have to deal with that, uh, you're you're crazy because it that's something that you really that's one of the that's the biggest thing about special needs is um, autism and you just got to know how to deal with that and you know so if someone comes into your group and um, just getting to know them what I was going to say a minute ago was you know uh, one of the things is you don't describe somebody a special needs person special needs kid you say a person with special needs so if they are a person first you're sitting in group big or small, and you're wanting to get to know all these kids, and you see who the ones are the most needy in the group. When they walk into that room, to that group or whatever, the leader should have a humongous smile on their face. Even if you're faking it, I mean, fake it, whatever you got to do, you make that kid feel like they're the most important thing at that moment. Say, hey, ask them questions, find out what their favorite, whatever is, cereal, TV show, um, game, whatever they love doing. And the more you find out about them, the more you know about them, then, you know, it's just like getting to know everybody else in the group. And you'll see what they're good at. They are good at something. And then, you know, the bonding starts taking place. And the more time you spend with that, the, with that person, then the better the relationship's going to be. So it's even more important to get to know the person with the special needs so that you, you know what they like, what yeah. they don't like, um, you know, just like you would get to know anybody else in the group so that y'all can bond. Relationships, that, that is huge. Um, I thought... You know, our church is big, and I thought, I, you know, so many people, one of the first things that they told me they wanted is they love coming to the holiday services, and they they want to be a part of worship, but they hate it when their son or daughter is interrupting, and they get the, the evil eye from people around, you know, because they think that um, – they're letting them misbehave and not getting on to them. And so they wanted a service where they felt comfortable in that. So I just, you know, I thought, Hey, if I offer this service, then we're going to have so many people show up. And I had zero, zero, (laughs) zero visitors show up. It was a humbling uh, lesson to learn. 
And the Lord just taught me that even more so in this ministry is I've got to go and I got to make relationships with these families and I got to win their trust. And I got to, they're, they're even more scared to come into a church um, because, you know, there, there, I have had uh, teenage boys that are autistic and they hate crowds. They hate loud noises. They don't want to talk to people that they do not know. And how do we, how do we greet people when we walk into a church? You know, we have a welcoming team in the parking lot to attack them right off the bat. Yeah, and right. then yeah. we have them all coming in, you know, in a crowded atrium area. And then everybody's asking them all kinds of questions and they, they don't know any of these people. And so you have to build a relationship with them. I found a secret passage to get them in. I uh, told them a uh, time either 10 minutes before things started or 10 minutes after so they could come in and not be attacked by people. And so just building a relationship with them and their families really made a huge difference. Well, and, there's and it, it sounds like just intentionality, too. Oh, yeah. And it takes time. Oh, man, it takes time. So. All right. So, hey, let's do this. Um we asked some questions on our Facebook group, the Longer Hall uh, Youth Ministry Podcast Group, which uh-huh. is a great group. If uh, if you're listening and you're not in the group yet, come on now. We need you to come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, so that said, let's do some rapid fire. So we don't have a ton of Ooh. time left. So rapid fire, don't have to go super deep. And if okay. nothing comes to mind, it's okay just to say, man, I don't know that I'm really the right eh. person to answer that question. Okay. So I'm, uh, Just don't say, oh, that's a stupid question. Oh, well, you've already called them stupid and dumb and everything oh, else at this oh, point. Wow, so, you okay, know, whatever. So, uh, so they've already turned but me you're, off. But you're, one of, but you're one of us, so you can okay. get away with that. Um, all, right. all right. So Jonathan Brown on the group uh, led, led out. Wow, you say their name. Okay. Oh, this wow. is a shout okay. out moment right here. Okay. All right. Uh, what would be the best way to get other leadership, pastor volunteers on the same page with doing this if they've never seen it or been a part of it? one before so rapid fire so you can't you, we don't have a ton of time and i got it i got about six questions here so yeah okay so i would say i would just present the need uh i would i would show that we've got um this group of people that are wanting to come to our church and i would show that there really is a need and i would make it easy for them to get involved um maybe not making them, you know, that they have to lead something or be the one that has to do all this. You, you tell them, this is what I'm willing to do. I just want you to back me up and yeah. be for me. It could lead with WWJD. You can just leave with that. I'm just saying. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm just um, wow. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I mean, it's, uh, I think also leading with the, the stat, the stat that you gave earlier, 80% of families with special needs don't attend church. Yeah. Grief. That's just overwhelming. Uh, Lee Decker, you know that guy? Oh yeah, yeah. He's a listener. Um, okay. I try to kick him out, but you know he keeps coming back. And so anyway, um, he talks about the buddy system, and he, you know, he's familiar with what we do because he's one of my volunteers. Obviously, he's about yeah. to uh, potentially start a start a new gig. That's awesome. Um, right. So that said, mm-hmm. uh, how do you do special? How do how do you do buddies without drawing attention to them or singling them out? Are any any quick tips come to your mind there? So like, you know, that someone in your group has special needs, but you don't want to make a big 
deal of it. Yeah, I think. Well, he followed his follow up question may help. Uh, maybe a maybe a better question is this is the way he worded it. Maybe a better question is what is okay. the best way that we can help students with special needs, quote unquote, fit in our student ministries. And, and now we might could do a deep dive, and we don't have time. But or yeah. it, or should that even be the goal that they fit in? You know, I don't know. Depends on what that kid. Obviously, kid, he, right? he the the kid with special needs. You know, so that we know who we're talking about here. He's obviously in that group, um, and and is wanting to be a part of that down there. Um, the first thing that I would think of is look around in your group. Is there someone that kind of you want to take a leadership role or it has a big influence on your small group or your group that you could say, listen, if you are for them being in this group and then you get them on board with how important it is that we include them, then if you lead the way, everybody else is going to do the same and just kind of teach them and how to be inclusive. And I think that's harder for guys than girls too, because guys don't talk, talk a whole lot, you know, like yeah, about, you know, so yeah. it, you know, so if they're doing a game or something, you know, you get the person that you want to be the leader in your group, you know, to say, Hey, yeah, totally. come on, hang out with us. And if they take the lead, I think uh, other people will join in. Great. Okay. So Felicia yeah. Leanne Jackson. Uh, Felicia Leanne, Felicia Leanne, what up? <laughs> That's a mouthful. It is. It's, um, so uh, <laughs> we are always including our special needs students in activities that general students have. Uh, do you, and she says, does she, so referring to you, Lynn, uh, do you have yeah. any ideas of special needs activities that we can include the general students in to make it extra special? Like... Hmm. I wonder what she means. Like, well, here's uh, what comes to my mind. Like special needs Olympics or something. Yeah, you know, or, I think, uh, does she have any ideas of special need? Uh, any ideas of special needs activities that we can include the general students in? So here's what I think she's asking: Is there uh-huh. something for our special needs students that we could also invite our our general students to maybe help make? So, so, so I think let me let, let me answer by what I think I know the answer is, which is what you do. Um, example, allowing some of our students to help with, uh, you guys just will participate in the special needs prom. Mm-hmm. So did you call mm-hmm. it? Yours was different than yeah. the Tim Tebow one though. Yours was, what was yours called? Uh, ours was, um, the dream big dance. So the dream big dance. So that mm-hmm. definitely is something that some of our students could have, and they did like my daughter yes. was there that night, as a matter of fact, yes. um, help out. That was your son. Yeah. So it was Dylan. Yeah. My son. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and they went and helped mm-hmm. make that a, a special night. Um, yeah. So that's an example. And then I think even like a D-Now type event, um, our students at D-Now, you know, we did have the, uh, the we so, you know, there's two different things at play here. There would be mm-hmm. an example of we had an entire home of kids that were at, maybe at a higher level of special needs. Is that a Am I uh-huh. saying that correctly? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, that's the challenge of this whole thing, right? Um, yeah. And so they had their own home, but we also obviously had some kids with special needs that were kind of spread out through through regular homes as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But we allowed y'all to do everything, including the big dress up night thing that we did. And y'all came up and our students, I've never heard them roar so much. I know. It was awesome. It was incredible, right? Yeah. So I think some things like that 
Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I don't know if this is right or wrong. I don't know if this is good advice or not, Lynn, but so far in our culture here, acknowledging kids and special needs and doing special things like that, even putting them on stage and letting them do a song. Oh yeah. Has been received really well and made them feel special. Oh yeah. And we've got one girl with special needs uh, on Sunday mornings who sings in, who's on stage mm-hmm. uh, in our, our main worship service in the praise team. Right. Yeah. And, and it seems yeah. to be going incredibly, incredibly well. So anyway, yeah. Finding out what they are involved in. So like if you have kids that, and you don't have a special needs ministry at your church, finding out what they're involved in or do they do special needs Olympics? Do they, you know, being involved at your school, a lot of the students around here are involved in special needs at their school. So they know what they're doing and then finding out, you know, like if someone is trying to do a special needs ministry at your church, volunteering, you know, there's different levels of volunteering. I have people that, you know, they don't necessarily want to be relational with them, but they'll, we do a carnival. So they run the carnival game for me. So they're around, they're encouraging, they, you know, so yeah, just making yourself available and seeing what's going on and just being a part of the world. Good. Uh, Danny Myers says, if we don't have any special needs students, how do I foster an environment where someone feels welcome? And how do I reach kids with special needs in our community? Anything come there? Mm. Yeah. Like three more questions. So we got to go, got to fly. All right. Um, so that, that one's kind of tough because you're like, you know, if the need isn't there, um, but I'm telling you there's 80% families that are not a part of a church. I think just being more aware, looking around, um, seeing who the Lord's putting in your path. Uh, I think we're keeping my mind there. That too. I'm sitting there thinking like, man, when you're in that public school setting at a football game, yep, trying to meet those parents mm-hmm. and start that kind, start to build a relationship with the hopes that that might lead to an invitation where you could say, yes, you guys are welcome. Yeah. Y'all are welcome. And we'll find something for, for, for your kid, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay. So James, uh, Holston here, um, he, he, this is a real, just kind of blunt, honest question here. When I have had kids with special needs, I found it a challenge to plan games. I've been mid game and realized crap, Johnny can't do this game. (laughs) Uh, I've kind of had to wrestle with the dilemma of special needs kids being left out of various games or activities or the rest of the group, not being able to do certain games or activities because I decided not to do them. Yeah. Um, any, any, advice I've been there, there too. Yeah. You've been there yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, I have oh my well. gosh. I think most of us have. Fa- yeah. Failure. And the, so here's what I, what I was doing. I was trying, I was telling you about the bag of tricks. I was trying to pull out games that I have been very successful with middle school students and trying to do those with, uh, the group of special needs, um, that I was working with. And, uh, they hate, uh, would you rather questions? They just, they just can't handle it. It's frustrating. So I was like, Oh my gosh, these games, I, I bombed so many times trying to figure out a game to do with them. And then on the other hand, I was going to young life Capernaum club. And I thought, you know, I've got to come up so that all these kids won't feel left out. You know, they're in a wheelchair. They can't do some games 
But then I was watching the Young Life leaders do the, they were doing um, Dizzy Izzy with the bat and there was a girl in a wheelchair and I'm like, oh my gosh, how's that going to work? She didn't care. They get her up there. They, you know, move Mm. her around in the wheelchair and they just kind of modify stuff. Mm. So, um, so I say, you know, it, there are, I would, I would keep digging for games that, um, that will include everybody and just asking different youth ministers, Hey, what kind of games do you play? And just, you know, try it with your group and see if it's successful. Um, but don't be afraid of that. And then if they, if the, the girl, like, for example, if the girl in the wheelchair had had this look on her face, like, I can't believe you're doing this and I'm in a wheelchair, then talking to her and at least acknowledging it, was that insensitive? Did what should we have done something different or it put her in charge of being down there holding the bat and they run to her and she hands the bat to them, you know, yeah. just, they just want to be included. So like you're saying, Lynn, acknowledge it. Exactly. Talk yeah. to it, plan it out. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you got a game going that night, maybe tell, you know, Hey, this is going to be a little different for you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, the other thing too, I'll say really quickly is, I've, most special needs kids, not all, but a lot of them do not like messy games. Yeah. Well, you know, I was like, Neither oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? That's all I know. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. At all. Hate them. Oh, man. So, you know, uh, so what would happen is like in in our deal, you know, I would say what we we're going to do and I would get these looks of I am not sticking my face in that. And then I go, hey, do you want your buddy to do it for you? And they thought that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. and so, <laughs> you know, volunteering someone else to get, you know, junk all over their face. So there you go. Uh, Jasmine Vanderwerf. How about that name? Vanderwerf. Yeah. Uh, I would love to have some advice about the autistic kids we have coming along. They seem to want to be there, but really struggle to be a part of what we're doing and tend to wander away from the group a lot. How can I keep them engaged in our program or is it okay to give them a pass to wander away? I think we've kind of answered that Lynn from the buddy standpoint. I feel like that's a deal where you've got to have, you've got to acknowledge it and you've got to attach somebody to that. Uh, to yeah. kind of help with that, because I do think wandering away is not letting them just wander away is probably not going to be uh, the best yeah. right there. Knowing their attention span is not going to be quite as long as the other typical kids in your group and having a buddy there with them. And then, you know, being they might not like the loud music. So maybe they come in later when the music's kind of calmed down. Um, and then like if they just, you just really got to pay attention to what kind of day they're having. So yeah. like on a Sunday morning, if they, if they've had a really hard morning with their family and they come in, their emotions like are right there in your face. Whereas other people can kind of mask it. And even though they've just had the worst morning with their family, you might not know it. You're going to know it with an autistic kid because they're going to either act out or whatever. So you just kind of got to know where they're coming from. And then I would say, you know, be ready for that buddy to be able to modify whatever the talk you're going to do or the lesson. And they go out into a different area and just kind of sit and kind of talk through 
and make it shorter for them and put it in, you know, language that maybe they understand a little better or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. A final question from Facebook here, and then we'll kind of talk through some, any resources you recommend, but, uh, this was a little bit long here, but, uh, this is good though. Um, we have a program called Monday school, Monday school. It's called, uh, it's Mm -hmm. a separate day of church for special needs family. Oh, wow. Um, We get a lot of group homes, uh, come, uh, not so much our church kids. It's a ministry we have had for a long time. It brings a couple hundred people and church service with worship word, food, talent, nights, et cetera. I wish more churches did this, but my question is, since we have this in place, would it be good to have a class time during our 10 a.m. Sunday church uh, for special needs or just have everyone in class together as usual, which is what we do? Uh, I only know four special needs kids ages 12 and under. Question two. So let's start with, let's not go there yet. Question two. So what's the question again? Let me read that through that again. Uh, which more church? My question is, since we have this in place, would it be good to have a class time during our 10 a.m. Sunday church for special needs? So I I look in my group and I thought there were several that I'm like, y'all are capable. You're high functioning. You can be a part of our typical mainstream. Everything. Main, yeah. yeah. Mainstream is like an old term. So say, you know, typical or that okay. they're in, inclusive or inclusion group. Um, and so I, I just asked them, would you would you like to be a part of that and just see what they said? And I was totally shocked. I, I caused some serious anxiety. They thought I was going to like throw them in there and they didn't want to be a part oh, of it. Okay. They. So finding out what they want. I think the key I mean, what you're saying is to have that conversation, though. Exactly. Have that conversation. Find, you know, yeah. Just because you think it's a great idea, yeah. they might not think that. And but so if God's laid this on Lorraine's heart, it's possible that maybe there's a need for it. Maybe. Exactly. I don't know, but it, it, yeah. it's not. But I don't hear you saying that it's a terrible idea to have have it on Sunday mornings either. And it's not a bad idea to do the Monday. Thank you. you. Yeah. I mean, especially whatever if it's they working, man. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Um, Find out what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, she followed up. Que- follow up question was: Since we don't have a lot of kids, how would we combine ages? As there are a couple older teens, so quick version there of: Is there anything uh, youth pastors need to be wor- be mindful of or careful about when it comes to grouping uh, kids? Do you be- hey? Let me ask you this: Do you basically yeah. think it's elementary school and middle school and high school? It's kind of like teens. Is that kind of how you group that? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so kind of stick to I, normal what you would. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, you know, and just know that you're going to have to modify it for them. They're not going to go. They're not going to be able to, yeah. you know, go as deep as some of the others. So they're not abstract thinkers most of the time. And it is hard, Lynn. I got to tell you, it's hard at times, though, because I've had a couple situations where, say, uh-huh a parent approaches me and says, well, my kid who's, you know, 18 actually functions on like a seventh grade level. And I go, yeah, but they're not going to, they're not going to function in middle school ministry like that. Like I just have to, there's too much. Once that age gets up there to that 17 or 18 to combine them, it just, it just, 
there's there's risk involved and i don't mean that yeah. it's offensive to yeah. anybody but it, there just is you know yeah um, so i think you, you have, you to, have, you have to, to look be wise. out for the, you have to look out for the typical kids you know you don't want to yeah. make it weird for them either sure. and so you you gotta it is a balancing yeah. act and it is hard to deal with parents like that i mean that it, I know of special needs um, ministries where they have everyone together, but it's all a special needs group. It's not a typical group, including other people. And it's it's still, you still need to kind of keep them close to their age, just so that you show them some dignity yeah, as sure. well. Yeah. You know, you don't want to. All into one deal. You don't have to like you know, make it so obvious yeah. that they're on a first grade level right. when they're in 12th grade, you know, but so, but you, you just have to be ready to modify. If they're going to be in an inclusion group, you got to be able to modify. Yeah. And if they, if they want the other, then you have to do self-contained classes where, you know, everyone in there has a, has a special need. And it, it that is tough to, yeah. You know, parents want so much for their kids and you don't have to, you're, you have a huge responsibility as a youth minister. You have to look out for the entire group. And so you're not going to be able to make everyone happy. You have to do what you think is best, what the Lord is leading you to do. Be open if he's wanting you to change. But if you feel like you're on the right path then you just have to stick to your beliefs and you know, yeah. no doubt. You're not, no you're not going to make everybody happy. <laughs> well, church work. Uh, Lynn, this Woo! has been awesome. Uh, this has been a really solid, we, we've been going at this for an hour now and Boom. I feel like we could go another hour uh, because we're not going to, but we could, I mean, there's just so much, <laughs> Maybe we just need to do a, a follow up at some point, but um, any, any resources, any direct websites, books, kind of basic, if I just, you know, want to do just kind of a, an initial 101 kind of guide, anything come to mind? Yeah. A uh, couple of books I have here in front of me, just, um, you know, any, any kind of resource that you can get your hands on just so that when someone tells you what kind of special need they're dealing with, there's been some that I'm like, Oh my gosh, what is that? And I had to go look it up. So there are many books, uh, many resources. um, And, 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 uh, Linda, good news is we, we've got a, we've got a show notes page that people can link to. So I'll put a link to all of these. Okay. Uh, So you can just throw them out there and, and we'll, we'll link to all of them. It's got this long honking <laughs> title, but basically it's kids in the syndrome mix of, and then it lists out all these, oh, wow. okay. um, yeah. you know. So anyway, that's one that I turn to often to, to find out what it that. It's like a special needs you know, dictionary is, almost there. Or exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then one that I grabbed hold of that when I was trying to start a special needs ministry that really helped me to, um, it, it says for children, but you can adapt sure. it for yeah. teenagers. Whatever. It, it's called Special Needs Ministry for Children, um, and it's put out by group. Okay, and that was that was a huge resource. And then Johnny Erickson Tata yeah. um, has a huge ministry, lots of resources. Um, 
she has a lot of things okay. out there. And, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. There's, there's some other that we can list, sure. but, um, yeah. Yeah. And Hey, listen, folks, uh, I know Lynn and, you know, putting her on the spot here, I'm not going to give out her information on, on the podcast, but if you need to connect with Lynn, I'd be happy to connect the dots there. And I'm sure she'd be willing to have a conversation with you. Oh, of course. So yes. Just email me at Chris at the longer and I'll connect you. I'll do an introduction via email to Lynn and let y'all connect. Um, but, uh, Lynn, we can't thank you enough. And, and just for, listen, I'm a fan of what you're doing and the way you parent and the way, uh, and obviously I, you know, here I am sitting here 14 years in at Johnson Ferry as the middle school pastor, but I inherited a fabulous ministry. You were already just doing such an amazing job here. And so I, I appreciate who you are and what you do and the way you love kids and, and the fact that you've taken, um, this thing that God is allowing you to, to experience and you've, you just continue to keep your eyes on Jesus and fight through it. And you've taken what some might consider lemons and you've made lemonade. That's a really cheesy <laughs> illustration. I know, but it's true. I mean, it's, well, it's good. And, and Chris, I, I really appreciate you. And I love that. Um, you know what the Lord allowed me to be a part of, I get to see it. And it's continuing to grow and go beyond what I ever anticipated student ministry and the middle school ministry at Johnson Ferry to be. And I'm just so proud of the work that you're doing. And he has influenced my daughter. And I I am so grateful for that and love being. Oh, she's done. She's um, leaving me. She's straight up leaving me. She's straight up graduating from middle school and going to high school. Yeah. She is, and so is your daughter. But yeah. I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, well, that you'll have to cross that bridge. But <laughs> it's growing up. No, I I appreciate it, and appreciate yeah, it. the Lord does. You know, he he can whatever we got going on. He can he can work it, yep, and he'll he'll use it for good. So thank you so much. Good times. Um, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. All um, right. That's that. We'll. Uh, Catch us next time, and uh, we're going to end it for today. Thanks, Lynn. All right. Thanks, Chris. Man, well, there you go. Great interview. Great topic. Man, what a great episode. Super, super, super needed. Um, so grateful that um, – I'm grateful you guys did that, man. Yeah. Well, Lynn, I can't thank Lynn enough for you know taking some time out. And uh, she, she had never done anything quite – She's she joked about how she had never really done a podcast or recording like that before. And um, – but uh, it, it was awesome. She did a great job. And uh, again, you know, I mentioned it in the in the podcast, but for real, if, if you need to contact Lynn, just drop me an email and I'll connect the dots. Just Chris at the longer and I'll I'll introduce, you know, if you have some questions specifically for her and she'd be she'd be happy to help. Yeah, so good. So good. Uh, also, just a reminder: if you uh, if you haven't already, uh, make sure you check out the sponsor, uh, our sponsor there at ym360.com. All their goodies and good stuff, especially their new Bible study stuff that just came out. And uh, head over there, use the promo code Longer Hall, Longer Hall, uh, for twenty percent off your next order. And make sure you subscribe to the show. Head over, check, uh, and sign up to uh, join the Super Secret Podcast Group. 
Because that's been amazing. It's growing, dude. We're getting close to 100, man. I'm pumped. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. And uh, you can uh, kind of give some input along the way. That's kind of that happened. That's we've done that in the last few episodes. That's been really helpful. Um, yeah. For folks to do that. That's and uh, yeah. So. All right, Jody. Looks, well, that's it for this time, man. That's it, man. Hope you uh, have a great. I'm, I'm off on me. I'm, I'm taking some vacation, bro. I'm out. I don't know what I don't know what that word means. So I'm about to take some time. It's the fourth of July, man. Yeah. I'm gonna, well. I'm just chill a little. I'm gonna do a little fishing, and I may go fly my kite. Good for you. I'm gonna be mission trip prepping. So and I'm gonna eat at the original Oyster House in Gulf Shores, Alabama. And am I making you jealous? I'm trying to make you jealous. Is it working? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You, you, you had me jealous. You send me pictures from Chewy's all the time, you jerk. <laughs> you, had, you had me jealous when you said vacation. That's it. <laughs> all so. right, everybody. Thanks for all listening. Right. Yep, Take we'll care. catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.